Welcome back to the Ninja Talks podcast, a show for curious minds, highlighting learning and tips that helped experts evolve better. Do you know what it takes to blend diversification into strategic innovation? Well, that's exactly what we are going to talk about in episode 13. This is Sneh. And this is Ria. Our today's ninja guest is Resha Banga, Executive Director at Hacker Stripe Foundation, Advisory Board Member at Intel. Welcome, Risha. Welcome to our show. Thanks, Ria, for the great introduction. I'm happy that I'm able to join the podcast. Yes, we all know that you have a diverse involvement in communities, technology, in terms of mentoring people with early adoption of evolving trends. So how has this helped you to grow and shape up your vision? Great question. So honestly, it has been an ongoing process since my college days. This is 2013. I kept on interacting with the community, be it as part of Firefox as a webmaker, Supermentor, as part of Microsoft as a Microsoft student partner. I was also associated with different communities and clubs inside Amity as well as outside with different non-profits, right? So that kind of, I would say, gave me the edge and the exposure that made me realize after graduating college that, you know, there's more to things than a simple eight to five job. And that experience coupled with interactions with, again, different communities led to finally realizing that there's a lot of things that are missing. And that is how gradually after working 4.5 years at Ericsson, I decided to jump ship and start my own nonprofit, which is Hacker Stripe Foundation. So tell us something about Hacker Stripe Foundation, what it does and what is the main motto behind this? What is the objective that you want to carry forward? Sure, sure. So as I mentioned earlier, straight after graduating from college, I had joined, a, a, you know, MNC. So it was a typical thing. You graduate and you're in MNC, you're working. So it becomes a very stagnated life. I used to volunteer with Ericsson's CSR group. I used to still get myself associated with different communities, be it Ericsson's own innovation awards, Smart India Hackathon and Intel as an Intel software innovator. But by the end of it, what I realized was that, you know, I was trying to do things outside of work just so that I could gratify myself with the feeling that at least I'm doing something, right? Be it in terms of improving my own knowledge or giving back to the community and sometimes both. So finally, when I decided to leave is when I started exploring the startup world, I ended up getting associated with three different startups. One was into med tech, the other was a consultancy. And finally, with a friend, I started Hackerstrike Foundation. So Hackerstrike Foundation is a registered Section 8 nonprofit, and we currently have close to 20 volunteers with us who are working across different, I would say, departments like R&D, marketing, website development, and we have our own student representative program as well. So the reason behind this was in college, you realize that, you know, there's more to your life than just studying, right? Even if you go for internships, you won't get that proper experience. I'm not saying always, but sometimes. Usually what happens is a student joins an, any engineering college, any college for that matter, you know, completes their graduation and suddenly they're exposed to the work environment where they realize in some aspect they're lacking, be it communication skills, be it technical skills or sometimes both. So what we are trying to do is we're targeting tier two, tier three and tier four schools and colleges, right? And trying to fix that because usually when you're trying to fix a problem, it's two ways. Either you you know, revamp the entire system, which obviously is not always viable or possible for that matter. 
second is you try to complement it so we're doing the latter and in this case what we're trying to ensure is that people get the proper exposure before they graduate and they know you know how to go about things so in our case we brought in our own volunteers who were from tier 2 tier 3 mostly were from the same level and we exposed them to website development including github how the entire versioning system works we exposed them to marketing how you actually you know market your entire product how do you portray it to the other people so that they can understand in a way and you know associate with it and obviously r&d where you can try out different ideas work on them and create a prototype surprisingly a lot of them didn't even know what a prototype is that is how i would say work in house to first find out you know whether our idea works and then possibly from next year we're going to shift it outwards so that we can bring in fellows something like that and make them go through this entire cycle amazing and uh, talking about this since you have witnessed the experience working in avancies startups so how do you see the education and also the edtech evolving in our country and across the world that is a very good question but at the same time it uh, can vary because a lot of times especially if you would have noticed in india for different policies can really change the direction and or tide of yeah. where the entire system can go right till a couple of years back i would say that because khan academy profited from it all different coursera and other edtech companies profited from it that there was no system where people could you know learn beyond whatever was provided in the cbse syllabus but suddenly cbse decided to revamp it right that they introduced that you know ai should be part of the curriculum now yeah from class 8 onwards this things like this that suddenly changes the tide and now new edtech companies started popping up who would actually facilitate with ai iot right they said that you know instead of going through moocs let's do one thing you can have one to one sessions with certified trainer or something like that and that is how you can learn so it completely changed the entire system on how edtech companies work what i foresee is that people are still trying to understand you know based on the current policies how that next tide would come in and how edtech companies can you know either pivot accordingly or probably revamp the entire services accordingly of course diverse topic to discuss but let's take a little different approach towards it how do you see these corporates culture evolving uh, in the current times Well, the first thing is that a lot of MNCs obviously did not offer work from home an option, but now suddenly that is the only thing they can offer. So what has happened is, owing to the lockdown, work from home suddenly became a norm. Even though a lot of corporates were against it, that it would usually limit interaction and hence you know reduce the moral between teams. But as can be seen, it is not the case, right? Another thing that has changed is because you're already at home, the work hours have also become diminished. The gap between work hours and off hours, I would say, because a lot of people are now working overtime. Usually, what used to happen was that you commute to office, you come back, so those were the hours where you could probably relax, unwind, and then you know concentrate on whatever work you used to have at home. For that matter, simply watch a TV show or something like that. But now, what has happened is people you, there are meetings that are happening offside of office hours. which is leading to people working again outside of hours and you know working more in general so this is what has happened till now and from whatever the situation is right now it's probable that this will continue for the next year at least and hopefully corporations will see that this was already the case in western companies that work from home is a viable option and you know would facilitate a lot of different employees depending on the situation 
nice to hear that so people are adapting for the new changes to grow themselves and to be a part of the responsible uh, employing the organizations as, or, or to grow more in their surroundings so coming back to the point you said that you have highlighted the top mncs and i'm very curious to know about that that how was your experience and what did you learn uh, in terms of mentoring a team and which which won uh, ericsson innovation awards at stockholm actually i was the youngest mentor to be selected for the ericsson innovation awards usually they used to hire people who were either a manager or senior manager position it wasn't my first time mentoring a team since i had already done that as part of smart india hackathon but it was a good experience because mostly it was virtual we used to have virtual weekly sessions and help them out either from the technical part or the business aspect and this went on for a good 2 months before they were asked to come to the finals which was supposed to be organized in stockholm and this is where again we had some quick mentoring sessions team building sessions and finally the final announcement at the nobel museum in stockholm where these guys came in third that's great so what are the realizations that people miss out thinking about hacking learning or hacking a profession That's a good question. So this is also kind of what we're trying to fix as part of Hacker Strike Foundation. Initially, when hackathons came into the picture as a concept, as an entire event, it was more about you know you would work on a concept that would usually take a lot of time. But since you were working with a couple of other members who would share either the same expertise or probably different expertise in that area or in some other area, you would come up with a hackable solution or a hack that we used to call it. within 24 to 48 hours so this was nothing but you had an idea and you created proof of concept out of it. now what has happened is it's not about the proof of concept or it's about the technology that you're using suddenly if you're using ai or using nlp or you're using any drone based technology or blockchain suddenly you know you're the most viable solution there even though it may or may not benefit the society currently So this is what we're trying to fix. We organize projects for good. That was our first own initiative where we organized a two weeks hackathon. Where at the end of the first week we had a session where we could discuss, you know, what has been your experience till now, what did you do, what did not work, and what are you planning to do for the next week. So this gave them an opportunity to not only you know work properly since they had more than forty eight hours. but at the same time they could keep on iterating if one approach did not work they could obviously now shift to another approach which is usually not the case in a 24 to 48 hours hackathon because if the solution does not work in the 48 hours hackathon then you cannot do anything you right. have to show that solution only or what would happen in the most cases is that people suddenly back up that we're not going to present the solution in our case we had a 100% success rate obviously everyone had a solution to present what we introduced as a criteria was that you know we want to see what all things did you try and what led to the final solution definitely that's interesting and that's needed because we are not competing with each other we are doing that to solve actual real life problems i really appreciate your approach and talking about the same what are your perspectives on some of the learning techniques steps or flow that has helped you learn better or identify certain way that this can be done something can be built in a better way if you talk about the learning aspect for me it has always been about you know i always preferred online courses over the written content any day and for me it was all about you know going through it parallelly implementing it if it's a technical based thing 
or if it's a conceptual or more of a business oriented thing obviously that cannot be implemented directly or immediately right you have to wait that out right uh, in the case of teaching it was always about you know how a specific component would make sense to anybody right i mm. actually taught a fourth standard kid website development but again it was initially i started with scratch and i went down to mit app inventor so it was more about how she could actually understand it and by the end of it when she was graduating her fourth class she was asked to create a presentation so she was the only person who instead of creating a presentation created a website for the same concept that becomes a learning curve and a outcome that you know helped her reach there if you're teaching a concept it should be taught so simply that everybody is able to understand it be it someone from a technical mm-hmm. background be it someone from a non technical background anyone should be able to do it i'm so glad to hear this talking about learning aspects or even talking about learning in general not only tech or not only you know higher education when we look at learning for life it really matters the most is what goes around us and what comes around us like how we actually solve problem around ourselves i'd like to hear from you your experience based on some of your involvement as a climate counselor for international center for culture and education like what did you do there how you got involved and what all activities have you carried out right so that was one of the roles i picked up in avison college i came across this opportunity and it was more of you know that you have to advocate about climate change to your peers you know organize sessions organize workshops if possible you know have a street play kind of thing right and basically teach them what climate change is all about and by the end of it those people who actually got interested and opted for taking up that course were in the end uh, had to take up an assessment and if they passed then they would get a certificate that you know this person has gone through our course and they now know the, about the entire thing so in my case i was kind of this i would say representative uh, obviously i had gone through the course myself and then it was my job to advocate it later on to others yes. wonderful so how was your experience in turning at UNFPA or how was the moment when you received an award from the prime minister of netherlands for a hackathon jointly organized by UNFPA and netherlands embassy i was wow. graduating college and i realized that this is one of the things i haven't done till now so i should do it uh, i randomly applied for a hackathon and since again we had a lot of free time i went for that we created a team there itself and worked on an idea now see this is where the entire thing comes into the picture what we made by the end of it was a very simple and effective idea and we won first prize against ideas which i consider were really brilliant but because there was at that stage technically unviable or difficult to implement is why we actually ended up winning right and that was honestly a very great experience plus a privilege you know suddenly being selected as a winner uh, you know the prime minister of netherlands actually congratulated us for that personally again we had um, photographs and everything and what happened was that we were offered two internships one was united nations population fund and one was with a game development startup based out of amsterdam called ice for dream we opted for both obviously since it would give us a varied experience because our idea was basically around gamification for menstruation health so it was a topic provided by unfpa that we are trying to you know make rural population understand that menstruation is not a bad thing and you know educate them about the entire thing but obviously in such cases one needs to understand that 
you can't always convey things with text so in this case we created an app which had the multiple levels and one was that there was entire gamified thing where they could click on certain parts of the body and they would give some information about it then you had a quiz component where you could whatever you've learned you could now test it out like, you know whatever i learned it out does it make sense or was did i miss out on something we did it in that specific time limit and because of that idea we won and we opted for unfpa because since it was more of a social based app we wanted to understand you know what the problems they were facing how we could actually make it work for them and at the same time we went for the amsterdam based internship where we learned more about the gamification concepts and how you know you can do storytelling via different components a bit about the agile framework so for one week at icewonton we learned a lot i can actually assemble with my uh... experience in hackathon as well so first hackathon something which is highlighted very important aspect in human's life so how did you crack this kind of opportunities or so how did you hear about this kind of opportunity because based on the current pandemic situations they are not able to figuring out how they'll execute or what are the ideas how will how it will be accepted by the people or where to apply how to do that got it so number one regarding discovering such opportunities right in my case i would consider myself lucky since my targeted ads from facebook and instagram have always been about such events right <laughs> that this ha- event is happening this hackathon is happening so that's how i would usually find out initially and once uh, i started associating with different communities that's what i would find out about these events that were happening regarding the entire process i know it's a bit complex and usually doesn't work out but if you think about it it's as simple as whatever task you pick up on any day life right you plan what you're going to do you think about the steps that this is how i will proceed with it you finally do that and then you look at the outcome and once the outcome is good you proceed with it if it's bad then obviously you would think about what went wrong and how could i basically fix it in a hackathon is kind of same process where you already have a problem statement so you know now it's all about if it's a singular problem statement obviously you're going to register with a similar idea but if you have multiple problem statements then one has to pick a topic that relates with something that they want to fix for example if you have four ideas and one of them is something you know you've probably thought about somewhere or heard about it somewhere and you know i were doing this i would have probably done it in a different way and that becomes your problem statement solution that becomes the hack that you're going to make and then begins how you're going to proceed with the entire thing mm-hmm. now from a technical aspect it could be now i have to worry about the front end and the back end you know how both of them are going to interface how the user experience would be etc 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 from non technical perspective it's more about you know how easy will it be for the user to use it and what would be the best way to make it so that it becomes a feasible solution because again this is something that snap pointed out it's not about competing right it's about fixing a problem I'm glad that uh, we share thoughts since you come from a leadership perspective and you've seen different scenarios how do you see the connect between the industries and what people are actually learning our education system or in our learning process what are the missing points or milestones that if we adapt they could relate more or they could connect more dots with the industries good question so this was something that i honestly found out while talking to one of our volunteers in this specific volunteer's case she was told by her professors and seniors for that matter uh, she was a third year 
student that you know there's no point for uh, going for internships right now concentrate on your studies and then in the fourth year you can go for the internships or whatever you want to do so this technically means that for the first three years you're a bookworm and in the fourth year suddenly you're now supposed to exhibit your communication skills that you never worked on for the first three years because you were busy studying and then you're supposed to implement whatever you've learned till now in a practical environment which again you haven't done till now because yeah. till now it was a very close and secure environment you were just either copying code from your friends or whoever was making it was again copying probably google most of the times there are some geniuses as well right yeah. so again what this happens is that by the end of your graduation neither do you have the appropriate technical skills or even if you do you do not have the appropriate communication skills right. so that poses a big issue another thing is that this happens especially during the fourth year of college since a lot of people have not even worked on their aptitude so when they end up going for their placements a lot of the geniuses the nine pointers do not actually clear the aptitude test itself so then there are so many different components that person should be working on which makes sense right aptitude is tested on a daily basis technical skills i would say that's an incremental thing and same for communication so you cannot simply say that you know there's a time limit that for three years work on your technical skills and suddenly when it's time a fourth year now you're supposed to work on your aptitude as well as communication and practice technical so then you know yeah. it becomes a hassle for a lot of students and even if they go through that a work environment is a totally different thing you're actually exposed to a lot of different more things that yes. you weren't probably already exposed to so a person is going to be overwhelmed and there are going to be instances where a person who is i would say really good coder or a really good designer because of that underwhelming overwhelming feeling will not perform properly i completely agree with you on that note what would be some of your memories some of the things that you realized as a student or some of the things that you felt oh i wish i could improve at this stage when you were a student i used to experiment so much explore so much by the end of it i would say i should have probably concentrated more on studies because this is something i realized at the very end that even if you have a really good profile because by then i had already judged a competition for microsoft i was already a microsoft student partner i was associated with sap sap i was associated with firefox i had two international internships under my belt another mnc based internship but by the end of it again the first thing that people would look at was my cg <laughs> so for me if i would think back i i mean i was going on a good road but probably should have concentrated concentrated more on you know getting better grades my involvement with the non profit called umi so i got associated with them in 2013 and by the end of i would say 2014 or 2015 only i was already heading one of their initiatives so this was in conjunction with university of oxford called act for change second would be i guess you would count it as part of college life the internship with united nations population fund and the free trip to amsterdam that we got to intern with the game development company so those would be the two most third i would say would be for my final year project what i did was instead of creating a normal computer program i ended up assembling a drone from scratch and made it interact with my android phone yeah these are the three but i would say the third is on the top because the expression of my friends when i flew it with my phone and the expression of the external facilitator was something your journey must have been a lovely experience yeah it was 
you have explored your hands in so many communities and diverse aspects so people are not much aware of that uh, this many communities exist so what is the one piece of advice that you want to give to the young folk that yeah apart from the technical and uh, improvement of non-technical skills how networking is also important part good question rian that technically comes under the communication part that i was mentioning earlier again for the first few years you in a given situation that i was mentioning obviously this does not happen always but it's always a good thing to you know interact with your fellow peers with your alumni and again owing to the current situation as well as how much we all are connected by our social media it's very easy to you know connect with a potential employer potential student or something like that via linkedin as well so what i feel is that a lot of people spend time online so instead of doing it on instagram or youtube probably or netflix for that matter if they search for it, simply search for events online on google itself they actually get a lot of information right now in in our time there weren't so many sites i would say or weren't there at all but now there are specific sites where people can simply go and look at the next event that's happening that's true and i completely agree with you as we also share the same background i have also learned things from the community as an event organizer as a volunteer so one thing i want to highlight here as you said social media has pros and cons right instead of people using instagram facebook we can actually leverage those platform in a better way or for our self improvement so what is the one motive that acted for you or all of us over here uh, that you want to highlight what we used to do or still do with hackers tribe is that uh, what we realize is that since a lot of people who we targeting right mostly schools and college students they're not that active on linkedin or facebook but actually on instagram right so what we started to do was we started you know throwing in some memes with our content to basically make it because it kind of resonated with the entire population because at this point everybody wants to talk about memes right that is the very new thing so if you can create a really good meme i would say on instagram or probably good a very good reel then that kind of also helps relate with the audience and even something that can be shared keep kept on sharing social media in itself as you mentioned we are can be a positive or a negative thing it's all about how you utilize it either from a personal perspective or from an organizational perspective this is when i realized that you know there's so much to explore except from the entire uh, i would stay uh, studying part from the technical part that you know there's so much to explore uh, around yourself as well be it the surroundings be it the interactions or whatever this is what i realized that you know owing the i was already 2 years into ericsson and the interactions that i was having with people had suddenly diminished right so suddenly going out for that made me realize that you know why i actually ended up uh, with ericsson what i was doing till now and that gave me i would say a fresh perspective that you know what should i have been doing and how i can actually fix that now when i was scuba diving in 2018 that was a totally different experience because then you realize that you know there's more to this world than just humans right there's a whole different world where they people have exploded humans have exploded but not as much right and which is a good thing right that science and innovation are a good thing but at some point you realize it is there are some things that are best left untouched and in their natural habitat absolutely i hear that 
It's an amazing experience. I can't sense yeah. that because me and Snape both are sports uh, lovers. So yeah, nowadays we miss due to pandemic and all. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lovely thing. Glad to know your experiences, Rishab. It was lovely to host you on our show. Thank you, Rishab, for joining us. And that's a wrap of another insightful episode thirty on the Ninja Talks podcast. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at the rate the Ninja Talks. Till then, signing off.